0: And it goes a little uh, you gotta like stop, this. collaborate, and listen. Julie's here with a brand new invention. This podcast grabs a hold of you tightly. Push the play button, listen to it daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Push subscribe and let's go.
1: Hi and welcome, or welcome back to this episode of the Dreamers Manual Podcast. Today, I am coming to you from rainy Alaska and my very own desk treadmill. I'm not currently walking on it because I think you might hear that, but I'm really excited to get some steps in. I know if you guys live in a place in the winter like me that sometimes makes it challenging to get out, last winter... There was a lot of like freeze-thaw, sort of freezing rain type of things, and many, many days that were negative 20, and it's just really hard to get out. It's hard to get out safely without, you know, my dog's ears or her paws getting too cold, so I am super excited to try this out, and I'll let you guys know if you're interested how it goes, but I have a standing desk already, and that was great, but I just needed to be able to get some more steps in. So on to this episode of the podcast, this was one that you guys just really have asked to listen to again, to have in the archive, all about building an agency, but not only that, is building an agency even the right thing for you? And this doesn't just apply, obviously, to online business managers, this could apply to anybody doing system setups, to managing podcasts, to graphics, I think any type of business can lend itself really well to an agency that have been and are waiting to be created. So I have to say I just absolutely had the most lovely time with Amy on this episode. Not only can her and I in our off time talk all about books and book recommendations, but she is just an absolutely lovely, classy, wonderful human being and I know you'll love her and gain so much knowledge from this episode. Sending you lots of love to kick off this August, and as summer winds down, I hope you guys got all of the things you wanted to do this summer done, and I actually have notes. I'm recording an episode soon, just sort of a mid-year inventory, and what has gone well and what has really not gone well. (laughs) In business, mostly, I'm sure some life things will be peppered in there. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned for that upcoming episode. So without further ado, and the magic of technology, sending you over to Amy. Hi, and welcome back to the Wild Alignment Summit. This interview was one I was so looking forward to because just being someone who is active in different Facebook groups and connect with people at different stages of their business and business growth, a question that comes up so often is, should they or should they not pursue the model of building an agency? And when I think about building agencies, I think about coaches like Amy Loughran, who has a proven track record of helping people build these type of successful agencies. Now, if you are lucky enough to have been connected with Amy before, then you already know that she is an operations strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs who want more. More freedom, more success, and honestly, a lot more fun in their business. The amazing women she works with are ready to ditch the overwhelm that comes with being in charge of all the things and fully step into their role as CEO, not the super stressed, overworked kind, but one who has control of her business, her time, and unlimited financial potential. As a coach, she gets deep into the mud with you in your business to help you scale in a way that aligns with your values and your goals. Then she'll guide you through turning that flip and sweet strategy into reality by supporting everything from your systems implementation to your major mindset shifts. She's also the host of a podcast that I personally love, Frazzle to Focus. She's a wife, mother, to two very extroverted kids, which I could really relate to as well. So today, Amy shares all about what this agency model is, what kind of profit margin you can expect, what are some of the pitfalls and how to plan for them, and ultimately, is this type of business the right fit for you right now? I know you're going to love this interview and Amy's wisdom as much as I did. Now, for those of you who want to stay connected to Amy after this interview, as always, check the show notes. You can find her at her website, amylochran.com. Now also check out the show notes because I'm going to post there some of my absolute favorite Frazzle to focus podcast episodes. And if you love them, I encourage you to go give her podcast a like and a subscribe. Those subscriptions and those ratings, they help podcast hosts so much. And I know it would mean a lot to her. And now that you're ready to listen to all of this amazing wisdom, on to the interview. Amy, I've been so looking forward to this. Welcome to the Wild Alignment Summit. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Can you tell people a little bit about yourself and how you got into what you're doing now? Of course. Um, well, my name is
0: Amy. Um, I am a business growth strategist. So I work with women who are service providers that are interested in growing where they are now in their business. Typically, it's women who have been in a one-to-one space, love what they're doing, but aren't aren't happy with how it's going and so it might look like scaling to restructure their systems it might look like putting together a new offer potentially growing to an agency putting out something and honestly i focus on making sure it's something that's working not only for where their businesses right now but it's fun for them in the future a lot of times i've found that we start to emulate what we see in the online space but mm-hmm. not necessarily take into effect Like, how does it actually look for me in my life? And so I think that's kind of my sweet spot. It started for me, just like so many of us where, you know, we built something out of necessity for our life and what was happening in real life, you know, like the physical, not like who we are in the little square and, you know, our Facebook profile and building a business in the back end of discovery calls. And then just growing day to day through connections and referrals and kind of finding a sweet spot that. I can pull out what you love in your business and then build something around that. And so that's really what I've been focusing on in the past year and a half or so.
1: That's really beautiful. And you know, I have a lot of people ask me about how to hire a business coach and how to find the right person for them. I know that's not what we're here to talk about today, but can you speak to that? Because uh, when people reach out to me, they just don't know like who, where, what questions to even ask.
0: Uh, I think it's a really good question, and I my answer probably isn't one that for somebody who has that question is going to be like, oh, I'm so glad you gave me the answer, because I don't actually think there's a perfect answer for each individual. So the best thing I can tell you is to talk to whoever you're interested in. If somebody isn't willing to get on the phone and talk to you and kind of share what they believe in, what their methodology is, that's always a red flag for me. I consider every dollar that anybody spends to be, you know, a huge investment, whether it's $5 or, you know, $5,000, because when you hire a business coach, you are basically welcoming somebody into your business and your life, in my opinion. And so that is like, that's intimate. Mm -hmm. And, And I believe that that's like such a personal decision. And I am someone who doesn't open up on like the big things, the big decisions freely and so that has to be something where you innately feel comfortable and also while we might not agree on everything you have to be comfortable and trust where the guidance would come from and so that that has to be felt two ways and I think it's important for that conversation to happen because I have to agree for the relationship or any business coach has to agree for the relationship too because it's not just one-sided so I would say conversations are the most important things and you know, after that point, follow them for a little bit. See if you like what you see. Not everybody puts everything out on the internet, but if you see that and you talk, that's going to be your best, your best movement forward. And then what most people don't tell you is that everything is not set in stone. Like if you get into a relationship with someone and then after a little while, you're like, you know what, I'm just not feeling this. You, you should not feel like you are like Stuck with that person, like have real conversations because we are all in business to try and do the same thing to grow and build what we want. And I personally wouldn't want to work with somebody if they didn't want to work with me. Right. Like that's that's really important. Sometimes things are just like real life and
1: move forward. I think that's really helpful. Thank you for sharing. Of course. So let's talk about the exciting topic that we're here for today, all about building agencies. And I was just sharing with you, I hear from a lot of people who are starting out and they're at this crossroads where they're debating what to do next, uh, maybe what to add or how to grow their business and agency comes up a lot. So can you share with us what is an agency and what from your perspective are the benefits of starting one?
0: Of course. So I can tell you that just about every single person I've worked with has come to me and said, you know what, Amy, I think an agency is where it is at. I know what I do. I do it well. And this is where I'm going to take my business. I can also tell you that probably 10% actually continue on and create said agency. It is an amazing business to create for the right person. And here's why. One, it seems like it's a dream. And if you are the right person, it is just a dream business to have. Basically, for a service-based business, it's the model where it's one-to-many where you're able to provide a service, but your team potentially is who is delivering. And so if you know what you're doing and you're able to build a team who can deliver underneath you, you're able to take a leadership role in a perfect world where you would be focusing as the CEO on more of the sales, more of the content creation, more of the leadership to the team and the training, and then implementation would be coming underneath you. And so you're able to scale in a different way it's not about creating digital products or creating more in your product suite offer, but instead about scaling from a service and about more people underneath you. And for someone who doesn't want to go down that path of, you know, I want to do digital courses or I want to become a brand name where everyone knows who I am. This seems like a really good model if you really just do like the work that you do and you want to create a team where you are surrounding yourself with people that you do like and want to
1: work with. I'm curious as you're sharing, do you find that there are commonalities in the people that you know who build agencies and love to build them? I do. So it's typically people who have come and
0: have built their business incredibly fast. And so where we see that a lot is someone who has done really great work is referred very quickly. And all of a sudden they're sitting at a pivotal point where I have an opportunity to make a lot more money in a very fast amount of time. And what can I do here right now? the strategic decision is to say, let me slow down for a second. And do I really want to build the business model this way? But I mean, it it is sexy to say like, oh, hold on. I don't want to turn anybody away. What's another option? And so what a lot of times happens is, you know what, let me just multiply myself. And that would be like the down and dirty way of building an agency. Like I'll bring in a bunch of little mini-me's, and I'm going to start that way. And so we see that with people who are doing a great job and they just want to continue the success. And I think that's probably the way, especially in our industry, most agencies do get
1: started. It makes sense. Now that you've talked up an agency and we're all really excited. It's like, yeah, let's start an agency. Can you tell us like what, (laughs) what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Uh, a couple different things.
0: So a little bit about what I touched on before. If we're hiring, if, if like we're starting the agency and it's because we have the work, right? And so like if, you, if you're that person and I'm sure if you're listening, you're thinking, oh yeah, you know what? I did take, you know, two or three contracts where I didn't have the time. And as soon as I had the contract, I then started to do the hiring to be able to support the work. If that sounds familiar to you, then you're hiring for your work, not for the growth and the strategy of your business. So we're, mm-hmm. we're building in a react way, right? So that's where it goes wrong. Because when we hire 99.9% of the time, the person that joins into your business, they're not like joining in and day one, like set 100% trained, ready to go, right? And so when you build an agency, what you want to do is you want to be able to start for what can happen 90 days six months from now, if you really want to have that be your growth plan. And that's hard for a lot of us because you're looking at, do you have the reserves? Do you have the profit margins to be able to plan that far in advance? And I certainly don't tell anyone like this isn't going to be possible unless we can really have like everything down to the nitty gritty detail. Nobody's sitting here saying business is perfect that way. That's one of the pitfalls that happens because all of a sudden we put people in doing work that they're not prepared for to try and get a product out too fast to deliver a service that they're just not able to do and then get upset because we promised work to Amy's caliber because somebody hired quote unquote Amy to do it and instead I have someone else underneath me implementing and it's not the same level of expertise and that's where the agency model in its first run of attempting it can fail for a lot of people and then it's like ah maybe I don't like the way this goes maybe agency work isn't for me because I thought it would be so easy. I sell my level of work and then I have somebody uh, under me deliver it, but it doesn't always go that simple.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you think that there are mindset shifts or things that people could do in the beginning of starting their agency to really avoid some of these issues that are going to come up when you build uh, quick, when you're ready to go and you just want to get it going? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you asked that. So I think one of the
0: biggest things to think about if this is something where you're like, you know, I love the idea of this work and I love the idea of being able to build and have a team and deliver at a way that like, if you have a methodology for the way that you like to do work, you want to bring that into your industry. Then thinking about anyone that you hire on or how you want to build your business, looking at it from the mindset of I'm going to have them for their first like 30 to 90 days be doing 30% delivery of the work, but probably the rest of the, you know, 70% that they're doing is going to be admin based learning what your style is, leadership and training that you're going to be working with them on to integrate them into your team and understanding what it means to be part of like Julie's world. That takes a lot of time and that also is their time and your time. So what what do you need to do as a leader for your mindset to take out of your day to day and how much time do you have to work with them so many times we hire in to build for our business thinking as soon as i get this person in i'm going to now be able to release 15% of what i do not thinking actually when i bring somebody into my business i'm going to lose 15% of the work that time that i have because i need to train them plus the work that i need them to do it's a whole shift in A big part of an agency is hiring and training, and Mm -hmm. it's actually a larger time commitment in the beginning stages than most people think of when instead it's thinking, you know, the more people I bring in, the less time I'm going to need. It's it's an uphill climb for sure in the beginning.
1: Well, and if you think about that brain space too, because you really have to have the capacity to then be able to think about how not only hiring the right person, but then it sounds like also training them in the way that you want them to be trained. You have to think about what your framework is, the steps that you'd want to teach somebody. You know, there's a lot of nuance in that, that training program and how do you build up? So you give somebody confidence and not just throw everything at them, you know, the first couple of weeks, and then they're very overwhelmed.
0: Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. There's so many times where, you know, you like get to the point where you're at the limit and we see it where it's like hiring where it's like, oh, I'm just so burnt out. I could just have somebody come in here mm-hmm. and then people like verbally vomit. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't know why they didn't show back up. Like, uh, I guess that was kind of terrifying. But I'll tell anybody, like at the point where you're kind of thinking like, okay, I need growth. And if I'm moving to this next stage, like what's the best thing that I can do? It's always going to be documentation of the weirdest things that you do in your business or what you're working on or why you're making X decision for this client. Loom yourself talking day to day as you make decisions on how you manage your client's campaign or why you're working through how you do this in their email, whatever type of service you provide, because those little intricacies that are just second nature to you, those are going to be such an important part of what will turn into your team manual for your agency. Mm -hmm. And the more that you have that set up as part of your system, the easier it'll be for your team as you continue to grow and build what you
1: want this agency to become. Now, let's say somebody has already dipped their toe into starting an agency, um, or they might've tried and got to a point and then said, I'm not going to do this anymore and shifted. Are there things that you recommend people can do to correct course once they get going and they see this isn't the delivery, isn't how I want, or, you know, I'm spending more time. On the business now than ever, rather than less. So, what do people, how can they identify what's going wrong and how can they start to move to fix those things? I'm a
0: really big fan of pulse checking with our teams. I think that one of the things that's happened in the online space is we give so much respect to letting people run their own businesses that sometimes we forget that when people join like an agency there is a camaraderie and a desire to be part of a team. And so when you start to feel that like you've, you've lost maybe like what the goal was and the delivery isn't what you want and something feels off scheduling, a team meeting and maybe like a half day intensive for your people to come together, obviously paying them and putting together some sort of pre-meeting questionnaire. How can I support you more? What would you like to learn? And giving back to your people in a way that allows them to benefit from time with you. They've joined your business because they either want to learn from you, they believe in your mission, they enjoy working with you. Most likely all three of those And to show that you're meeting with them, not just to tell them something that they did wrong or to assign them work, that shift has been just amazing in so many clients that I've worked with. Because when people come out of those sessions, we've seen the team's performance increase dramatically. We've seen ideas pop up on how clients that are now working with accounts underneath agency owners all of a sudden have ideas that the agency owner wouldn't know because now they've been a step removed. We've seen agency owners identify like, wow, this is a gap that I didn't realize I needed to provide in training that I assumed everyone knew. And then people just move forward with like much better morale moving on. And so whenever there's something that like you kind of feel off in there, to schedule one of those ad hoc sessions. And if it isn't happening regularly, monthly, at least like small pulse checks like that really do make a huge difference.
1: I completely agree. I think even uh, working with agencies and doing um, quarterly check-ins with the team and having one-on-one conversations, so many amazing things come out of those conversations. And a lot of times they're small tweaks, right? Who works with who or how something's done or a process or an idea, but those conversations have blossomed such incredible benefits for the business. So anytime sitting down and talking to people, even if I think we're happy, they're happy, you know, what can we possibly have to talk about? There's always something there.
0: Yeah. And even like in that example too, like sometimes if we're all happy, like, the fact that you as the owner still want to like give time and maybe it's just, Hey, I saw on social media that like you took your dog to the park. Like, you know, you guys are having good weather. We maybe won't take the whole time today. Like you're giving, you're still respecting the fact that like you're giving them the time that they deserve to bring anything up to the person. And that, that matters. Like for a lot of people, they care to know that you want, to know that they are a part of your business. And as an agency owner, one thing that does happen as your company grows is you begin to have different levels. And it's different than when you have a business as a solopreneur and you hire in a virtual assistant Mm -hmm. and you're in communication almost daily with that person, right? Now, all of a sudden you will have different levels of management. You might have an OBM and then you have different contractors underneath that person. And your hope would be that you continue to grow to continue to grow. And so you may eventually have people that you have never spoken to. And so that time is just critical because people want to be
1: seen by you. It's really interesting. And it's, it's a thoughtful way to approach how you build that base of values and communication with your team. Because if you have that when you start and you have that in mind as you grow, I could see that being such an incredible part of your business. And it's, I, I can't say enough how much I see exactly what you're talking about that people want to be connected. They want to be part of the team. They want to have that communication. It's, it's critical. Completely agree.
0: And I think too, like when we're looking at like, is an agency right for me as a business owner? And then like, how do I want to structure that? It's one of the most important things we can do, when we're sitting, just to like know how to avoid these pitfalls come up? Like, what am I looking at for my business as a future? Like, am I just creating it to say, like, I want a business where I don't want to do the hands-on work? Or do I want a business where one of the things that I'm most responsible for is the satisfaction of not only the customers that I'm serving, but the satisfaction of the individuals that are working underneath me? Like, do I care about how the people feel day to day that will be working with me. Those two things have to matter equally to you. And if you're the type of person where you're like, "Mm, that seems like a lot, like that seems like me caring about a lot of people, then it might not be a fit for you. And that is okay. It might not be the right business model, but that's something that would be such a priority for someone who does want to build an agency.
1: I think about myself and I am Inherently super introverted. And so there's this thought all the time like, I'm always thinking about my pool of energy and how much I have, and then how much I'm able to, you know, put out to the world. And I'm also really not great with feedback. I just. I feel like oh people know they're doing well. So I have to constantly prompt and remind myself to give that verbal and to give that, you know, written like whatever it would be feedback. Not that I'm not feeling that level of gratitude or that level of excitement about what somebody's creating, but it's not part of my, uh, what is that? The love languages, you know, when people talk about Mm -hmm. the five love languages and they have one for the workplace. So that's not my strong suit. And I, I ask people what their love language is when they come into my business, because I want to know how they receive that. And my team really, receives that well by me verbalizing it. So it's been a great exercise for me, but it definitely doesn't come natural. So more energy output for me, because it's not something that's just occurring uh, spontaneously. So I think you can look at what you're talking about and identify right away and say, Oh, this is something that fits. And it feels like this could be an incredible opportunity for a, a vehicle for me to grow my business or this sounds like, you know, it could be, but it might be, you know, I might have to structure in some some things and or maybe it's just not a fit for me at all.
0: I think that's such a good point. And I think it's one of those things that can be both and. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a client that I've worked with in the past where not the exact same as you, but it was client-based where she was like, you know, I want to take more control of the communication because I feel like the clients that I have coming through, they just seem to always want more as far as communication and to me the documents that I provide kind of covers it and we talked about like well what what is the nature of how much they want to do and how much could you control like with your communication out and so with the project management tool she was using it came down to could we have a certain set of here are the check-in points like based on project timeline start to these are the questions that you can send in the chat that like at week two, you ask this question as a check-in and remind that this is where things are going. At week four, you send this, that they they come off as incredibly casual, like, oh, this thought just popped up in my head, Like <laughs> yes. here's where I send these questions and automate it. And like, it was like night and day because for her, it took a lot of energy to think, to ask like, oh, I just wanted to pop in and see how you were feeling did you get a chance to watch that video blah blah blah. she's like I don't want to ask that question like they should just be doing I'm like I get it but think about their experience and so like that type of thing because it's not it's not like you don't care but like it's Mm -hmm. it's we were giving back to people too and it's the same thing for like everyone we work with and so like to be able to come up with like these nuances that can like help people it makes a big difference and then also knowing like if it's going to drain your energy day in and day out for years upon years, sometimes you just don't want to like try and what is it like fit a square into a circle, like mm-hmm. whatever that saying is. Like that is exhausting for a lot of us. And I mean, I could I could not do
1: it. Yeah. I I agree. I'm wondering if we could dig into profits, because for me, this is where. I see things can go sideways in a business. I'm wondering what somebody who's starting or growing an agency can expect for profits. And maybe as a secondary question, uh, what you see that are common mistakes people make in this area.
0: Those are good questions. So I think one of the things to understand is a profitable agency looks very different at what stage you're in. And so for a lot of people, we're looking obviously at like service-based businesses. When you start your service-based business, we're talking high profit margins. There really aren't a lot of expenses that you have going into it. If you're flipping over to the agency model, things are drastically different at this point because for the way that you need to structure to scale, you now have a large bucket of your expenses are going to payroll. And so that alone is a mindset shift that is a, a large uphill battle for many people to take into play. And where I've seen most people back off and say, you know what, this isn't for me, where for a lot of people, it's looking at like 90% profit margins. And now we're flipping it and saying a good margin can be 11 to 20% profit margin with payroll, because you're you're shifting to where the bulk of your work is being done by other people, and you can include yourself in that payroll, but you need to understand that that's the way you're going to be able to scale because if you are not putting the money back into where the implementation is going to, the business itself would not be sustainable. I think the most beneficial way to think about it is if you would like to be the CEO of an agency, flip and imagine yourself as like Target or Starbucks and the CEO of Target and Starbucks is not all of a sudden jumping down and making like a vintage latte Mm -hmm. (laughs) because somebody didn't show up for work that day I'm sure whoever the CEO is they would if they were in the store if they knew how to but like push comes to shove that person would say no Get somebody else to do it because they need to be focusing on things that are most important strategy, growth, what's going to be happening in the future, long term planning. That is what your role now flips to to build a profitable agency that will thrive. And so, if that's where your time needs to be spent, the dollars that you bring in need to be spent on other items, marketing, the actual work that's being done. And so, that's what we're looking at on the profit margins themselves.
1: Now, It occurs to me as you were sharing that, that could be a source of burnout for agency owners if they're trying to do all of the things, all of the tasks in the whole business. They're trying to think of the strategy, do the marketing, bring in the clients, and then they're subsequently also like still training people because maybe they haven't built out a training system yet. And then they're coming in and hopping in on implementation work. Do you see that that is a cause of burnout or are there other things that also contribute to that type of feeling in an agency.
0: I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think that it is a burnout period. I think one of the things that happens is the mindset of where at the beginning we talked about people decide to start for a lot of times because the work is there and so it's a quick decision and with a quick decision and quick success the oh this happens so naturally. It's so fast. But that is like a quick uptick. And it can't always be that fast and that quick. Like at some point the pendulum is going to swing the other way and the hard work is going to come in. You're going to have to work for more sales. You're going to have to put in the extra training. You're going to lose clients. You're going to have to fire somebody and rehire. And so when that point happens is usually where we see, does somebody want to continue to build this model because of the burnout? And so I would say it is not a fast model. It is one that is slow to create profits. If somebody wants to just always maintain the most money that you can possibly make for the amount of work that you do, it will always be a solopreneur service providing business because it's the work that you put in and you're able to set how much you charge for it. The minute that you depend on other people to provide your service, you will always have to be investing more of your time for less money coming back to you just because of the way that it works out because you now have people on your payroll. I think a secondary factor that comes into it is once we are now the person who's promising to deliver something and other people are the ones that actually deliver on that promise. I have seen people turn to offering more freebies, more oh, let me go ahead and make this right for you to appease when maybe it's just not necessary because of like what it is to like the cost of doing business. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think being able to provide an amazing customer experience is always going to be a top priority. I wholeheartedly believe in that, but the customer isn't always going to be right. And being able to maintain the integrity of like what your contract is so that you can always stay very clear with the people that work with you and that what you're providing is important because once those lines go gray, it can be very hard to bring them back. And as long as you're very clear about like what you offer and how that process works so that it is systematized, it makes it very easy for you as the business owner to say, this is what we provide. This is how we deliver. You either are a yes for us or you're no for us and everyone knows what they're getting and what they're not getting.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's such an interesting discussion and one that I have to think is so helpful for people listening because there are unlimited ways to build and scale your business. And like you said, I think we've all experienced being behind the scenes in business that there are agencies where the owner is working 247. They are, they've built this team. They built a very successful revenue generating business. But at the end of the day, they might be taking home the same amount as somebody who is a solopreneur without all the layers of stress and without all the team. And so sometimes I think Sarah Noked did an interview on Claire Pelletro's podcast where she talked about how she built a million dollar agency and then. Broke it down, and you know what she would do different. But when we're thinking about this type of model, is there a way we can set our expectations and make this growth without hitting all of these pitfalls? Or are, is some of it inevitable as we grow and learn? Oh, Ooh,
0: that's a good one. So I do think that all growth comes with pitfalls. I don't think that there's a way to not have. The struggles that come with growing a business, I think that we can be strategic in how we plan that. And so Mm -hmm. I think that we will all hire people that will inevitably end up not being a right fit or Mm -hmm. say yes to a a client contract where halfway through think, whew, that was a mistake. They were a pita and it was not going to be a good one. Um, But I think that the most important thing we can do is know what the vision is for not only our own personal business, but also our personal lives. And then hold true to like what we need to do. This is just something I'm so incredibly passionate about. Hold true to what like I myself, like Amy as a business owner, need for my life to continue on at like what I consider to be like my minimum expectation for happiness. If I know that it's I need to take home a minimum amount of money and I need to be done with work by 4 p.m. to be able to take my daughter to soccer practice and I don't check messages after that time frame because I get twitchy because I get stressed to try and listen to my child and to respond back to someone because then I'll forget it then like that is a boundary that I have to put in place and if I can't grow this business and do that in the season of life that i'm in right now it's not the right business for me everything else becomes minutiae if i hold those things together it's when we start to let that go that i think it's the pitfalls become too much and we wonder like where did it all go wrong and so when you make like the gut decision earlier like oh there's there's so much money to be here because i'm getting all these referrals it's a season of life i can make it happen that's when it becomes a problem i think and when we stop saying you know this will be fine i can get through and it stops being some level of fun i have a hard time with that because we all started a business for a reason and i certainly hope it wasn't to be miserable like it's it's always so tough because i think if you like what you're doing like almost anything's like it can just be great. Like we can just laugh throughout the entire day and enjoy the people you're working with. Why work with anyone that you don't like,
1: you know, that's such a comforting answer. I think not only for everybody to know that we all are learning and growing in our business, but I think that you sharing that perspective, I have to think it's going to shift people's mindsets because there are people listening right now who have hit that point in their business where they're not enjoying it anymore. And, you know, they can make steps. There are steps that you could take to shift those things. Oh, I hope so.
0: There's always, oh my gosh, so, so many things that can be done to shift. And it's not even like, oh, I need to take three steps back or anything like that. We can always adjust where we are right now. And just pivot, just like a slight turn and realign where you want your future to go. And I think one of the hardest parts is like we put up a mental block on this is how life is supposed to be because mm-hmm. of arbitrarily I've decided I need to do this by this age. Or I said my business was going to have the success by the state. Because why? Like who said that had to happen at that point? even if it was you that you said yourself, like the last few years have shown us that like we have no idea what's going to happen. And so if we're going to bed every night worried because of an arbitrary goal that's been set, like we're doing it to ourselves. So like, what can we do? What can we re-strategize that feels good with the season of life that we're in, business and personal? Like, let's do that. Let's make it feel good for right now. And then if in a month it's different, cool, we re-strategize again. Like that is not even talking about giving somebody grace, like that is being like true to the fact that like you are a human being building a business while like still living a life right now. Like that is like bare minimum um, that I think we can honor ourselves with.
1: Now, I know there are people listening also who have identified that this agency model could be the perfect thing for them. What action steps can we leave them with to be able to take away from this conversation to say, this is where I'm going to start. This is how I'm going to, you know, make this shift in my business and start building agency. So I have two for you. If you already have a team
0: member and you are like, yes, this is it. I'm ready. Amy, I'm going all in all agency all the time. Like you're going to get the t-shirt made out of it. I would tell you to look back and see how much time you have set, spent with your team member actually teaching them, working with them to grow, train, not just on skill, on something that they did in your business. To I don't think anybody reprimands, but to like adjust because you've made a mistake, but to meet with them, help them grow in the industry, their niche, so that they can be learning to take them to the next level and give yourself a percentage. And if it's not at least like 15% of the time that they have with you, work to get to that goal and really look at it for the past like week, month, however long they've been with you and see what you can do to help that person grow because that's the type of investment you want to do for someone that you believe will be part of your company long-term. If you do not have anyone yet and you're like, you know what, I'm going to be making my first hire. This is how I need to scale. What, What do I need to do? I would encourage you to sit down and map out really what you wanna focus on. What is your industry? What service do you want to offer? And think, how can I streamline this? And how can I create my process to be as simple as it can possibly be before you hire anybody? Because if you can make that as streamlined as you can before you have your team, before you train them, your sales conversations, everything will be so much better and it'll make your process and then your growth so much faster. I think it's so hard to say no to people when you're like, oh, but I can do that. But if an agency is your true goal, you want to be saying no to people. You need to say no to people so that the agency can grow faster. And it's one of the hardest things to do. And so I encourage you right now to say like, here's what we are yeses for Here's what we are no's for because the more knows you have, the faster the agency grows with guesses.
1: That is a mindset shift for sure. Yeah. Really, really good. I know that after listening to you talk, there is more of this like insight and wisdom, and they want to stay connected with you. Can you tell people how to stay connected with you, how to reach out? You can find me at
0: amylockrin.com or you can come over and in- get together with me at Instagram. My handle there is just Amy Lockerin, A-M-Y-L-O-C-K-R-I-N.
1: Amy, I know from a fellow podcast lover, I have listened to your episodes and they have helped me so much. They're very bite-sized. I usually listen to them while I'm working out. Can you tell us a little bit about your podcast and where people can find that?
0: That makes me so happy. Yes. You can find me at the Frazzle to Focus podcast. It's for service providers who are looking to figure out a little bit about how to streamline and stay in your business while having fun and kind of let all the minutia go away. If you can't tell, I'm all for that. And so I would love to have you come over there and take a listen.
1: I will link some of my favorite episodes in the show notes so people can just like click and then find their way right over there. Um, oh, thank you so much. I, as I've been listening to you talk, I'm so curious. Have you ever taken the Enneagram test? I have. Yes. What do you well, think I am? I am wondering if you're a seven. Ooh, I've. I'm not. I'm a three. Wow. Okay, because you have said fun. I'm a seven, so I'm like fun, okay. fun. You're talking about fun. Yes, I've never <laughs> heard <of> that. <laughs> so, yeah, I am.
0: I, I think I'm a, I'm a three that like really strives to like work on my fun um, because I have a very hard time, like not being so goal oriented all the time. And it like, everything is a goal, like a checklist. We have to hit this. If I don't all of these things, like to the point where, I mean, everyone in like my day to day life and like my husband are all like Amy, like it's going to be okay. I'm like, no, we've got to close the loop. Like if we don't close the loop on this, like I will not be able to sleep. And so I always like, it's because it's been a lifelong journey for me to be able to say like, look, I need to like find a way to not just always be focused on like, what's the next thing and like celebrate. That was actually one of my words of the year um, because every time I accomplished everything, like one thing, it was like, okay, now there has to be another task. And I realized that's not the way that I should be going through life. And so I've really focused on trying to find a, a new shift there.
1: I love that even more because instead of being something that has come natural to you, it's something that you've grown and what a gift to be able to also give to other people because you can tell them exactly how you continue to make that that mindset change and to find that joy in your life and in your business.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely It does not come natural, but it's something that I've been pushing myself at very, very hard. So I appreciate you realizing that.
1: Well, this has just been an absolute joy of a conversation. I cannot thank you enough. I think there's so much that people could think about. And I really think after listening to you, they'll be able to identify if building agency is the right thing for them at this time. Thank you. I hope it was so helpful. Thank you so much for having me on here. This was just great. I think the summit for me has been a lot about getting to connect with some of my favorite people and spend this time together. It has been an absolute gift to me. So I know it's going to be a gift to the people that are listening in their earbuds. Totally agree. Well, I will see you on Instagram. I will be listening to you on the podcast. And I thank you so much again for being here. See you there.